All right, so we are back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden questions. Just what are your neighbors? What's happening in other gardens? And it's probably going to migrate over. It's either in your yard, you just don't know it yet, or it's about to be there. It's worthy of sharing that uh, just from your neighbors. So welcome to the studio, Lisa. Thank you. Yeah. Good to be back. Sorry. I had to step up to the microphone. I'm yeah, there you go. I love it when you're just stepping back and admiring me on yes. the microphones yeah. over the airwaves. Usually I'm just waiting for a chance to, to talk. Uh-huh. Yeah, there you That sounds like me. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it, anyway, this is uh, gardening just yeah. in northern Arizona. That's mm-hmm. broadcast from... Kingman to the White Mountains, Flagstaff, all the way down to Sedona and, and wow. uh, uh, obviously Prescott, Prescott Valley, Chino Valley. But uh, and all of us are the same gardens. So, mm-hmm. yeah, grasshoppers might hit Prescott Valley first and they're bigger. But the ones up in Ash Fork and Seligman are smaller and more, more of them. So it's just it, it's just a matter of time before they hit us all. So right. uh, what's going on out in the gardens? Well, lots of stuff going on out in the garden. So Aileen has a question. She has little elms coming up all over her yard. Um, And she wants to know what's the best way to get rid of those? And is there a way to prevent them? So elm trees. So, so, So downtown Prescott has good elms. Those are Princeton elms or American elms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those don't tend to throw off seed. They don't sucker as much. But there's a Siberian or Chinese Jeez. elm that is very weedy. It's not native to here. It came from, obviously, Asia, came over this way. And then a seed found its way, and now it's taken over the West. And you don't want this particular tree in your yard because... There's a bug called elm leaf, elm leaf skeletonizer that loves to strip the foliage off the tree, makes it look terrible. The, seed, the tree throws off a seed, a little uh, like a dime-sized seed mm-hmm. that flies all over the neighborhood, yes. and it will come up, which is what Aileen is, was it Aileen? Aileen. Aileen is, is coming up in the yard, and then they tend to sucker. They're, they're just they're more work than they're worth. If there's 10 diseases this tree can get in a neighborhood, it'll find a way to get 11. I mean, it just, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we sell elm trees here where we've bred all those issues out of the tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's some better choices. Don't plant that one, Chinese or Siberian elms. So, but she's got it. There's a problem. What do we do with it? So here's how you deal with it. So there's a... If you catch them while they're small, so the rain has got every seed germinated 100% <laughs> everywhere. Stuff you didn't even know no. you had. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just bad. So there you got a spot treat with, mm-hmm. I would say use decimate. It's a liquid uh, weed killer. And if you catch them when they're small, highly effective. Mm-hmm. If they get larger, or if you've got a big trunk growing up through your fence, and it's just mm-hmm. like knocking over the fence, and you need to get rid of this thing, there. We need to up the game. So there they make a product called Brush and Stump Killer. It's also a liquid, but it's like Roundup on steroids. And so you you cut off this major trunk or cut off the stem of this thing and then paint it on that trunk full strength. The plant will actually absorb it and it takes out the root structure without killing the soil. Mm -hmm. So that's your secret. Um, If you could have, or what I would recommend, because you're obviously in elm country, you're going to have this 
every year, mm -hmm. I would put down in those spots where you've got lots of elm trees or lots of weeds coming up, I would put weed and grass stopper. Mm -hmm. It's a granular you put on the ground and it creates a barrier so that those seed can't, they can't put a taproot, they can't get started. And so I would kill off right now because probably without seeing details, kind of guesstimating what I'm seeing in other yards or our own yard, I'm guessing they're small, hit them with decimate. It's a liquid, put a pump up sprayer, just hit them and, you know, watch them die. And then I would go over right afterwards at almost at the same time with weed and grass stopper. And that will prevent things from coming at you more because we're not done. We've got another month and a half of mm -hmm. heavy, fast growing season for your, for your gardens right. and for weeds. So that's mm -hmm. kind of how you go after it. weed and grass stopper decimate. Take it all out. Yeah. Okay. Next question is from Shelly. She's, uh, she's read part of her garden, her vegetable garden. She's getting it ready for fall crops. So lettuce, spinach, that type of thing. She wants to know, should she add more mulch and manure into those empty beds to get them ready? Yeah. I, so you always want to add some freshness. So if you heavily planted last April, May. Those are all the summer crops, mm -hmm. tomatoes, peppers, squash, all those. And they are starting to fade. Some are like our tomatoes are going nuts. I mean, they're so big and heavily laden with tomatoes. Mm -hmm. They're falling over. They're just aggressively growing. They're loving this rain. So, but as things fade or let's say they got powdery mildew and you don't want to fight it anymore, pull them out and you can free up space for, for your fall and winter crops. These are broccoli. These are things that you're harvesting the foliage or the flower, like mm -hmm. broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, lettuce, spinach, kale. kale. I mean, there's so many that Cabbages. do do really well. Mm -hmm. um, free up some space. What I try to do is when I'm digging that plant up, getting some space, I try to get some of that soil underneath it so I can put it, pull it off to the side so I can add some freshness. Mm -hmm. Those plants actually use up the nutrients uh, the beneficials in the soil and your soil can quickly become less productive, less mm -hmm. vigor, less. So you want to add some freshness. Yes. Um, you might even want to add a little manure kind of, if you got, if you're clearing out an entire row of beans and you're about to put your peas in, I would pull all the the beans out that you've kind of harvested already. Mm -hmm. I would add some manure in there and just let it sit for maybe the next rainstorm, which mm -hmm. is like tonight. And then I'd start plugging my beans in, or my peas in, and mm -hmm. they'll just come up right away. Peas you can harvest into November. Yeah. So lots of good choices. We really have three seasons here. Spring, which is March, April, first part of May. It's still chilly, still frosty. This is where your leafy things, mm -hmm. your spinach, what we were just talking about. Then it's your summer crops, your tomatoes. Think you're harvesting the fruit. That's uh, pumpkins and tomatoes and cucumbers, eggplants. They love the summer. And so, and then we've got another fall season, another spring season in the fall, because we're so mild, right. you can, you can almost harvest 10 months out of the year mm -hmm. at any of the elevations that we're at. So yeah. really good choice okay. for planting. Yep. All right. Next question is from Jonathan out in Chino wants to know, how can you tell if your apples and pears are ready to pick? And then also is, can you pick them early and store them to protect them from birds and that type of thing? Yeah. So yes, you can do all that, but, uh, but the best flavor comes when you leave it that last week on the vine, you just, that that's when all the sugars, the carbohydrates really load up on the fruit. The reason you're growing backyard fruit 
is so you can have the best tasting. Mm -hmm. And so if you pick them early and ripen them in your root cellar or whatever, well, that's what the grocery stores do. Or they're shipping them 2,000 miles across <laughs> the country to your grocery store. Yeah. And you, yes, you can do that, but they'll taste better mm -hmm. if you let them ripen on the tree. Here's a little tricks for that. Um, don't let the birds get to them. <laughs> I mean, don't let the birds eat them. And, um, some folks have said, uh, like red apples, hang a red Christmas ornament. Huh? In the trees, takes them out. If they start pecking at it, going, these apples are terrible. <laughs> and they, you trick them into not wanting to do yeah. that. I don't know how many it takes for a really big tree, but a smaller tree, not so much. Bird tape yeah. works really, really effective. It's this mm -hmm. glimmering red to to silver tape that kind of spooks them. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Butters. there's some tricks to that. Yeah. Uh, what was his other question? How, how, I... do you, can you, how do you tell if it is right? So oh. when do you start harvesting? Yeah, pick one off and try it. <laughs> if it tastes good, it's ready. If it doesn't, uh, not quite ready. More than likely your apples and pears, really, they're, they're more uh, late, late summer fall crops. You, they, they fake you out. They tease you yeah. to wanting to pick one, but leave them on the vine, on the tree till later, mm -hmm. probably. Uh, but we are starting to see some of the earliest apples come off the trees yeah. now, and they'll continue depending on what variety. So like Granny Smith's or some of the last, mm -hmm. you'll be picking those well into October. Right. So it just depends on the variety. But okay. pick one off, try one. Uh, if you see any spotting or any kind of dot on that 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 apple or pear, mm -hmm. don't bite into it. Cut it with a knife because it might be a worm inside. <laughs> so you kind of watch that one. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Good, Ken, <laughs> good questions this week. Ken and Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners. Be right back after this.